Mango Mustache Media L-A-S You're listening to One Word Stories. Brought to you by... Hi, I'm Logan Adam Schultz, digital and content marketing guy. I'm Alex Schulte, creative director dude. And I'm Craig Johnson, maker of graphics. And we're the LAS Marketing Team. And this is Friends with Marketing Benefits, Eastern Iowa's newest podcast filled with laughter, stories, and insight from a rotating cast of marketing professionals. Every Tuesday, join us as we break down modern marketing practices into something that you can use right now to better market your business, nonprofit, band, or even that dresser you've been trying to sell on Facebook There'll be new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Friends with Marketing Benefits is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. If you feel like it. LAS. What's up, you beautiful people that have decided to give me your time? You're choosing to spend your time listening to One Word Stories? Ugh, thank you so much for choosing us. I'm Alex Schulte. I'm your host. I'm joined by one of my best pals, Jake Trumper. What's up, Jake? How's it going, Alex? You were so happy in the start of it. You literally just changed the lights in the studio from, like, red to blue, and you're like... Boop. Yep. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, guys? yeah. I, I'm I'm feeling a little bit of a of a high right now because yeah. it's blue color, man. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, so in one word stories, we always take one word to be the theme of every episode and let it inspire the stories we tell, which usually are stories that have made us the people we are. But I like to have a rotating guest on oh, the yeah. show because I want to hear from more people than just myself and just you. So our guest today is a bit of a local legend. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sitting next to him. I'm getting butterflies in my stomach. I I, I see the butterflies <laughs> in your stomach and you should probably get that looked at. But um, my, our guest today, you might recognize his voice from just Schulte and Claire from uh, the morning show on Z102.9. You might recognize him from the, the morning show on Smart FM Radio. Uh, or you might even tune in to his, his online radio station, Pop Gold Radio. Um, but I know him a little bit better as one of my best friends ever. And more so, he's my brother now. Uh, but our next guest is John Weeble. John, what's up, buddy? Well, uh, what's this talk about a rotating guest? Now it makes sense why the chairs have wheels. I have to spend 360 degrees. This whole time, do I really have to... I, uh, I don't know if my stomach can hold that no, for like an no, hour. No, no, by road, I meant like I meant like um, we have different guests in every time. You don't need oh. to be no, you don't need to be spinning during oh. the show. I'm sorry if that okay. was confusing. I never signed a waiver for that. I yeah. never, I didn't eat lunch or right. dinner today. So you only signed a waiver for for the uh, the, the bungee jumping we'll be doing later, but not for yeah, a spinning chair. Not for spinning in a chair. I draw a line somewhere, my friend. So every episode we like to take one word, and and let it inspire the episode. Right. So. Without any further ado, I think I'm going to reveal it to you. Ooh. Today's word is... Therapy. Therapy. <laughs> Done. Done. Therapy. Everybody in this room has been in therapy at some point or another, correct? Yeah. Correct. 
Um, we all have different experiences with therapy. Not just as I hope indi- so. individual. Yeah, right. We all have the same exact experience. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you were there. So I looked up the the definition. I like to look up the definition of these words just to like give us a, a, a little helping hand here. But therapy is defined as treatment intended to relieve or heal a disorder. And I think there's a big key word in this definition, and that is intended. It's, it's treatment that's intended mm-hmm. to relieve or heal a disorder, but that does not necessarily mean that it always does. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, so therapy for everyone is obviously different. Um, um, John, would you mind if we started with you? Well, not at all. Uh, I can. I would also be. It's okay if I can start to make it more comfortable for everybody. I, I guess no. I could have come up with that I mean, before we started recording. I, I, but when's the first time you started? You did, went to therapy. How old were you? Well, I was. Let's see. I was probably. Uh, my junior year of high school. So I think I was 16, maybe just turning 17. It was that fall, uh, right around my birthday time. So let's say 16. And um, yeah, it was kind of like, didn't know what I exactly needed. My thought was ADHD. I, I, mm-hmm. I've got ADHD something I have. I can't do this, this, this. This is a problem. This is a problem. Has been since I've been alive. And so kind of started from there. And uh, back in, I guess, 2005, six. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 been a long time. And many providers along the way, many faces. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they say it's a little like, you know, but part part of that's from moving around and having situational things happen where sure. this, this therapist is going to be more suited for me uh, uh, based on what I have learned about myself with the last therapist. Well, with and, your therapy, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but it seems like, you know, every time you go to therapy, you're discovering new things about yourself and then that will help you dictate who can help you the best next. Pretty much, pretty much, yes. Um, it's uh, uh yeah, it's uh, peeling back a layers and layers, and you're like an ogre. <gasps> layers and layers and layers and layers, and it's like, when do we stop peeling back layers, guys? But we're still peeling, so yeah. Uh, but uh, you know what, though, it, it, I think that's a big tip for everyone, right? You're you, until the day you die, we're peeling, you know, we're peeling back layers. It's never really over. You're never done peeling that onion. Well, that's a big that's a big acceptance thing for me uh, with the topic of therapy to begin with is. It's you know I just want to get I I just want to get in get fixed get out feel right, better right it's not so much that <laughs> right I got music to listen to I got I got TV shows to watch can we just wrap this thing up and can I be done and right. can I be can my brain be working exactly can I be better as I, can I feel better as I want it to go the yeah. way I always saw it was I, I just started therapy like I just really started, yeah what. Yeah, like I thought a, you had gone to therapy uh, years ago. Like years ago, I went like one time because I broke up with a girlfriend. I'm like, I'm gonna see a therapist, and oh, I stopped. And then Jake, recently, God, I just started. No, no. So, uh, my therapist, my biggest things are I'm an over talker. So I just throw something that me and her have been working on is I just she just lets me talk first thirty minutes. I just talk. She writes down everything. Then she'll scratch out the stuff that she thinks I'm just saying to say, and then we'll circle <laughs> the things and be like, here's what I think it is. And I'm a very visual person. So the way you said layers, the way I saw it was, is she was like, all right, so this uh, kind of ego you have in this sense or lack thereof comes from a childhood thing. So when that traumatic experience happened, point A happened, from that point on, you kept building up different layers. So we need to peel all those layers back and get you back all the way to that original point 
Fix mm-hmm. that, but now you're not going to be magically fixed. That helps solve one thing. Now we go <laughs> to another thing. Peel all of that back, get it back to the original thing. So that's how I've always imagined it, is it's peeling the layers back to the original starting point. So all the layers you've set up for the past 20 years, get it back to the starting point, then you fix it. It's like a superhero thing. You're peeling it all back, Finding and you out. go to solve the moment. Boom! Got to figure out which domino fell first. Yes, and then so then it's just like he keeps going back. So I guess maybe I just haven't gotten there to the acceptance thing because I'm someone also who's like, I want to get in, I want to get out. So sure. she's kind of... Maybe it's wrong to. She's kind of playing into that in the sense of she's like, if we can keep peeling back these certain things, eventually we can get to such a core thing where you will genuinely see a difference. And I was like, cool. She's like, some things we peel back might not lead to anything super big. Other things we peel back might lead to another thing to peel back to another thing that is super big and you might actually see a difference in your life because of it. Oh, yeah. So that's how I've always seen and it. And sometimes you don't recognize it right away, too. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm, I have this awareness or insight about myself now and whatever, and it doesn't always register right away. Yeah. And sometimes you mm-hmm. have to let that yeah sink on it for a while. Or uh, I always think of... Uh, not just therapists, but friends and anyone who will give me advice or encouragement along the way. Any time of, I think of those as kind of they're planting seeds, right? Like, yeah, uh, you know, Alex, you might uh, be helping me through a hard time and tell me there's a light at the end of the tunnel and tell me some things that I might not be able to see in that moment, and that might not like. And by the way, John, I just want to say that I I love that I can be that person when when you need to hear from somebody that you know and love for sure. For that, sure. That means a lot I love to that me. too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, seed planting is kind of what I, it's not always like, you know what, you're right. And better. It's yeah. it's kind of like you let those seeds plant and then they grow and you, just like anything else in life, I think you just kind of let it uh, simmer, so to speak. And uh, just, why am I trying not to cry right now? Ugh. This is a heavy is it, subject. Your eyes well, are a little glazed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I love you so much, dude, John, and I love you. I, I, I need to. I, need, I was trying to point out who I'm pointing to. I love you both so so Jake, much. Jake's also here. Jake's here. There's Jake, a lot of John. love in this room. Honestly, Jake, before we started recording, I told you how you much did. I loved There's you. There's so and I much you. love in the room. That's you know, there is. you know, the 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 three of you, Logan outside, <laughs> start having to say uh, everyone as the producer. No, seriously, the three of you are are three of the most important people in my life. And know my shit. And know mm-hmm. I deal with stuff. And I know your guys' shit. Mm-hmm. And I know you mm-hmm. deal with stuff. And to have those people is it means so, so much, right? Like, you, you can't... Yeah. Sometimes you can't choose... It's, it, you can't choose your family, but, you know, I, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I did. And, and I want to take the moment do, yeah. to say, John, Alex, and Logan, you guys are pretty okay. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, if, if I can get... Uh, plenty, uh, pretty okay in the, in the book of Jake. <laughs> in the book of Jake. I know the standards are high for Jake, so pretty okay. I feel so puff up my chest a little bit. That's a good compliment. So therapy's meant a couple different things for me throughout the years. It's, it's, it's I've been through uh, it for different reasons. Sure. Um, the first time I was in therapy was in sophomore year of high school. Um, and, uh the reason being was, and this, I don't need, okay. It's a safe space. Open up. Okay. Uh, so my parents found my search history when I was a teenager, which was a lot more than just Disney.com and Naked Girls. <laughs> it was also Yahoo.com slash games. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was some there. Yeah. So they found, they found like all the porn I was looking at as a teenager. Oh. Okay. And 
I'm not going to lie. My, ha- my parents handled it really badly. <laughs> um, I was playing a game called City of Heroes, which was an uh, MMO like World of Warcraft, but you're all superheroes. I'm sitting there playing that game on the computer, and my mom comes over my shoulder and just drops down a list in front of me Oh no! with handwritten out every website I've been to. Ew. Oh no, like, handwritten. My mom wrote out, hand wrote, hand wrote out every website I have I looked at. Big bus dot com, whatever, org, you know slash nipple place dot, in your mom's writing. Dot gov. <laughs> the government owns it. Dot gov. But yeah, yeah that's the thing. Thanks. It was it Thanks. was all in my mom's handwriting. That was an Obama Dude. initiative, I believe. <laughs> right. Right. <There's> still- <laughs> government funded pornography. <laughs> Thank you. Best no. president ever. <laughs> I knew I liked him for some reason. <laughs> so I got that, and then she was like, wait until your father gets home, kind of thing. And that, He'll understand why you look at this. I did not think that at the time at all. <laughs> you know, I was I was brought up in a very um, religious home. Oh, gosh, and, same, same. Yeah, and <laughs> this was very frowned upon. So my dad came home, yelled at me a lot, and then eventually... <sighs> Man, I don't want to like throw my dad under the bus because mm-hmm. I love my dad and we have worked on this. We're and all he's an people, amazing though. person. Everyone makes mistakes. And he's a great father. Mm-hmm. And I attribute a lot of my great qualities to him. You know, like my empathy and ability to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my ability to, to stand in front of a crowd and do it. Mm-hmm. But he beat me up, you know. Um, and so it, it sucked because because the day before that, my friend, uh, my best friend and from my childhood, God, sorry, I gotta get this together. It's okay. It's my best friend from childhood, Mitchell Dostel. Shout out to Mitchell. Met in kindergarten. We shaved each other's heads. We went. We we just wanted to be bald. We were sixteen years old. Had never been bald before. Wanted to be bald, and hey, look! Now I'm gonna be bald in like ten years. Oh, so no. it's it's great. <laughs> but um, we shaved our heads. Which, when my dad hit me, I had a bunch of marks on my head then, and I didn't have hair to cover it up. Sure. So I ended up having to go to school the next day with these marks on my head, and I told people it was razor burn, and it was awful. So I ran away from home. I, I ended up moving in with my um, my second mom, call her Titi. Her name's Joyce. My dad and her worked together at uh, Metro High School back in the day, and she's a retired teacher from Kennedy High School. She's a saint. If there's a heaven, she's she's got a seat right next to God. Um, so I went and lived with Titi for three months. And during that time, I started going to therapy. They started putting me in therapy with my dad. So my dad and I started going to therapy together to kind of hash it out. Mm-hmm. And... At the beginning of it, I was I would just get in there and I would just um, glare at him and stare and and be angry at him, and then uh, and and eventually we got to a point where he was I forgave him thanks to our counselor. His name was Sam. He was a really cool guy. Um, he was like a like a hipster fifty year old guy. He was he was just so cool. You know, he was like. He had like a white goatee, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, an opened up button up shirt kind of thing, wearing sure. like cargo shorts. He was really laid back, dude. Yeah. Had to have smoked weed. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cargo shorts. It's the giveaway every time. <laughs> yeah. But he was What he do was, you need those pockets for? I don't know. <laughs> probably probably weed. <laughs> um he was he was awesome. And uh but 
as I look back on it, on the therapy I'm doing now, I feel like that therapy was instead used to just kind of brush things under the rug, and it didn't really address the issues that mm. were there. It, sure. It, we just kind of like moved on. So it was like, can you just please move back in with your parents? Can we just please go back to normal? And that has kind of been the issue, uh, honestly, in my family a lot, is that a lot of things just don't get addressed and we brush things under the rug and blah, blah, blah. And, and things need to be addressed. You're right. In they order absolutely to, do. You, you got to address the wound in order for it to heal. You can't just let it fester. Yes. So, and that's what I feel like I'm finally doing with the therapy that I'm in now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's been huge. My therapist's name is Capote. And he, I love him, honestly, just as much as I love you guys. I love him so much. Mm-hmm. That's great. He, he it's is good to been, have that trust and, and connection with. Uh, exactly. And with the first person I went to, too. And I don't know if that has to do with me being able to get along with most people. Mm-hmm. But he is, I, I, I cannot take that away from him. He's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I have a, a folder of, of like notes I take during our therapy sessions. And on this last one, the big thing I'm working on right now is feeling validity in all the things that I'm doing in this podcast network. You know, this we're finding success in this. We've got a Gazette article out. You know, we just were on KCRG's uh, um, website and TV channel. But I still feel like I'm not worthy of any of that, that I could be replaced by anybody, that anybody mm. can do what I do. Mm-hmm. So the big question he left with me this this past session was, what is it going to take to make you feel like you're worthy of all that you've achieved this year? That's a big question. And I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> right? So I wrote down things that I think it would be. I wrote down people telling me. <laughs> yeah. I wrote down um, success from my personal show, the one you're literally listening to right now. Feeling 100% confident about my decisions, which will never happen to anyone. <laughs> and also um, money st- slash stability. Yes. Yep. It's it's your uh, hierarchy of needs almost. It's kind of like uh, money. He buys food which and shelter. And, you know, you, you kind of have need to have that baseline, you know. Yeah. And, well, all those things on there, it's validation, words of affirmation, uh, stability, uh, and then uh, confidence. It's things you just need to survive and thrive right right and 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 having having a a roof over your head because of the thing you're trying to do is validation and it would be be awesome right Uh, that's why working at the radio station was like my dream job i was Mm -hmm. i was making content that i believed in with people i loved and i was getting paid to do it Mm-hmm, I could right. go out with my friends whenever I wanted. Well, I couldn't because I was on the night show, so my nights were gone. But, um, but for for real, I could I could afford going to my friends' weddings. Yep. You know, I've always been one of those friends who can't really go to people's weddings because I can't afford stuff. Oh. So so that was a big thing. And then when COVID happened, having that pulled that rug pulled out was really freaking hard. And I'm not. I, I know I'm not the only one who had. A hard last year. The more, uh, so I talked to my psycho- psychologist, that therapist. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> there is um, about COVID, and I actually learned to have. I I kind of was appreciative of it because I was working myself to a point of trying to be friends with everyone, trying to do all this, and then mm-hmm. COVID was a breaking point. But I saw it now. I learned it was more of an excuse to just cut ties and there's no bad blood with it Mm. and I've really I had a tree that was just growing out of control I was making Mm -hmm. too many branches too many projects too many everything COVID allowed me to just 
forcefully have to cut it all, and now I've got a better tree. And there's still some branches I need to trim up, but it's been yeah, I, I've, I've you, looked to appreciate it in a weird sense instead of just resent it and blame it for any of my shortcomings right now. That's a really powerful visualization mm-hmm. to the uh, tree. Going, yeah, like I, I know what you mm-hmm. know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to expand upon that a little bit? Would you feel comfortable expanding on what that tree means? What do you... Uh, sh- what, what, what those branches represent? Uh, the, each branch represented, like, there was friendships uh, with great people that, from high school, from blah, 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 that I felt like I needed to keep because you, you tell yourself, you're like, I need all these friends, I need all this stuff. So you're almost, like, forcing it. You're checking in with them, all of that, to the point where it's like, you're never hanging out anymore. Really, just quick check-ins. At this point, the friendship is just that you bump into each other on the street and say hi. But instead, I was trying to, like, I was focusing too much on it. Creating a bunch of, like, I had, like, four different TikToks because I was like, oh, I don't know what I want to, I want to make nerd stuff. I want to make history stuff. I want to make all this. So I was doing all mm-hmm. that. I was like, I want to start this podcast and do this podcast with friends and then also try to do this and create this new thing and work my full-time job and have a relationship and this with my family. I was just stretching myself so thin and I'm still doing it to this day but when yeah. COVID happened you say yes a lot yeah and when COVID happened it didn't allow me to do as many stuff all these weddings I agreed to film and do that I was mm. dreading I didn't want to go film these weddings but I said yes because I was like I need the extra cash I didn't need it but I told myself I did I did all this stuff I was agreeing to everything COVID happens everything gets cancelled people stop talking to each other it forcefully just cut a ton of branches and did it in a way where no one would resent me for mm. doing it. They messaged me again. Hey, weddings are back on. Are you good? I'm like, hey, I actually stopped doing it after COVID. And they're like, totally understand. COVID no changed just all. So in yeah. a weird way, it forcefully cut branches that needed to be cut. And there's no resentment because of it from the people that I was worried would resent me if I cut ties with them Gosh, during are, normal times. You are so good at not burning bridges. Not only with like former employers, mm-hmm. but with ex-girlfriends. Yeah. With friends. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not in touch with my ex at all things were left terribly but jake yeah. you're still like on really good terms with all of your exes yeah well i mean we all follow each other on our social which, media so which means good good enough terms right ex- none exes, of us exes was an episode or two ago yeah but... so no, all on good enough terms and like all my friends i imagine were on good terms like I, I i was just thankful for COVID that it allowed me to be feel less obligated for people who if i see them on the street hug them how you doing can't wait to check in but it allowed it so that they also felt like they didn't have to force that relationship anymore that's really powerful i I need to follow suit yeah i I need to take a page out of your book with that one great insight okay well i want to take a break here for a second yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) deep breaths let's take a couple minutes throw it to our sponsors uh when we come back john we're diving into your psyche. I hope that's cool with you. Oh, no. I know, but it's such an interesting psyche. And, Tune and I think out now. John's, John's going to juggle <laughs> right? for us. He's also brought his juggling balls. Is that what John's going to juggle. He's, he's going to juggle some emotions, that's for sure. Okay, uh, stay with us. We'll be back in a couple minutes. You're listening to One Word Stories, brought to you by... I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. 
Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Scarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billie Eilish got bangs? What's a Billie Eyelash? L-A-S. Hey, I'm Jake Trumper. And I'm Alex Schulte. And together, we're Historically Historically Inaccurate. And you can learn history with us because I'm kind of an expert. I'm not sure if expert's the word I would use. No, I'm ready to teach people history because, like, uh, ask me to name every president. But I know you can't. No, just ask me. I don't want to hear you do that again. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So we're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Jake, are you still going? Jake, just fast fast forward to the end. We are literally running out of time. Did you literally forget the president who is right now, Joe Biden? Joe Biden! I did it. I was in in my groove. Come and learn with us, everybody. Well, it's still kind of me. I'm kind of doing most of the You couldn't even remember Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching. It's mostly you. Thank you. (laughs) L-A-S. And now, back to One Word Stories. So we promised to come back in with John Psyche. While the ads <laughs> were playing, uh, Jake actually brought something up that we're going to have to come back to at the end of this episode. You yeah. were talking about your parents finding your search history as a I, kid, and, yeah. and I want you to hold on to that thought because I've always kind of thought that I was the only one. This never happened to any of my friends, so I can't wait to hear you talk about this. Gotcha. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So before we do that, though, John... Um, could we talk a little bit about where you're at right now with your therapy versus where you started? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when I started, it was, gosh, I didn't know anything. And it was very loosely structured. And I had a kind of a cool therapy. He's like a funny guy. And like, it was a very, um, gosh, I I wasn't able to address my problems at the time mm-hmm. because I wasn't technically like conscious of them. Like I was and I wasn't. I was in a lot of denial due to things going on at home at the time and for many, many years prior to that. So when I first started, I was going to like, oh, I don't know, ADHD is a thing that I think I have. And I don't know, what do we even talk about in therapy? And I mean, uh, compared to now, it's. Uh, a lot of times I still go in and I'm just kind of like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. And I think that's a good approach. Sometimes I have a, uh, this is what needs to be addressed for today, this week or whatever. And, uh, but it's, I would say the, it's been about 15 years of therapy or so for me, uh, Mm. uh, pretty much consistently. I was going to say on and off or, um, there were maybe, there was maybe, a couple summers or you know where I went a few months without going to as much therapy but most of those 15 years um I I I uh gosh I'm trying to think of what context to put this in I've I've because I've done some different treatments over the years I've done uh some residential therapy which is where you move into a place for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You move into a like a like a house uh, my uh my the first one I went to held 16 people. Okay. And uh, I worked on my OCD there. And that was daily therapy 
for, from one to five, you were doing four solid hours of work and I would be exhausted every day. And that fed right into my, let's just do this work. Let's get it done. I stay for about 60 days or so. It's like, it's just, we're just going to pound it all out in 60 days and we're going to be better after that. And I mean, to an extent, yes. Uh, 2016, when I did my first residential treatment uh, for my OCD things that a lot of them in incorporate uh involve food and eating and germs and kitchens and cupboards and is this safe is this unsafe um a lot of that still goes on in my brain but based on what I was able to accomplish um with uh it was exposure response prevention therapy is what they called it for OCD uh exposure therapy yeah what, what is that essentially uh just facing your demons in a very controlled way and by demons i mean uh, i'm afraid of this uh cooking in this kitchen or using this certain color plate or mm. whatever having you and what's, what's that called again exposure ex, uh exposure response prevention erp but ah, i mean okay. it's just called exposure for short it's just like these are my exposures this is my exposure for the day we're working on this got it uh and it, we would just bounce uh we structure it very uh uh, particularly to what I needed, ranked biggest problems to lowest problems, and then just kind of set up a treatment plan. And so I went through that kind of therapy, which is uh, actually something I'm looking to get into again for yeah post traumatic stress 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 disorder. Oh, let's call it PTSD. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, at this point in time, though, going back to the first time you were doing ERP, mm-hmm. um, how many how many diagnoses diagnoses did you did you know about at that point? I would say only. See, I put OCD and anxiety into one uh, at okay. the time, so I would just say OCD, depression, and like ADHD. It's like three, and at this point, uh, where... six, uh, six confirmed, seven, possibly eight. I mean, there are some doctors along the way who are like, "Has anybody ever talked to you about bipolar?" It's like, yeah, they have. Oh, and you haven't been diagnosed? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, little monocle emoji. <laughs> mm. No bipolar. Interesting. Huh? <laughs> right. Right. Mm, Thank you. Yes. Full of it. But um, I, I think yeah. it's six uh, now, sure. which again mm-hmm. is that peeling back the layers, the onions, and it is is. I'm glad I'm where I'm at now, and as oh, that sounds weird to say, because I'm at the worst point in my life right now. I know you are, but. I'm glad that I have continued to do the work that I felt I needed to do and continued to access the tough emotions and the yeah. tough. Oh, there's a lot of stuff that go way back. And I'm talking like age zero to 18 mm-hmm. pretty much had my environment compared to war zones and things like that, where um, you're not necessarily having a very specific traumatic event happening or a series of it, it for me it was a series it was a whole 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 series of different types of abuse and things like that so it took me a very very long time to even when i was uh in 2016 getting that first ocd intensive therapy they were kind of talking about getting into my childhood more and talking about, you know, PTSD and I wasn't even like what trauma. No, that's not me. No, I don't have, no, things were okay. And, um, it's, it's taken a lot of time and 
I guess after everything I just said now, I'd say this is as much of a reminder to me as to anybody else. Don't get discouraged that things aren't happening necessarily in the way you expect them to or want them to like, gosh, I've been in, it's easy to say I've been in therapy for 15 years. Why do I still feel as bad as I did when I was high school? Well, (laughs) I know a lot more Mm -hmm. and I've accessed a lot more and there's a lot more has happened since then. And it's just, everything really is a work in progress and I don't think it ever gets done. And especially with, so briefly just like PTSD, OCD, uh, borderline personality disorder are things that people will tell you are pretty much, you know, there's no cure or there's no, like, uh, you just kind of have to work with what you have in the best capacity. And, uh, I hear the word management a lot and man, Mm. and I don't like that because Mm. (laughs) it's like, (laughs) I don't want to manage these illnesses for the rest of my life and go to therapy forever and take meds and whatever I need to do. I just want to cure them and then uh, live age 33 to whatever. Uh, With none of it. Die of jewel cancer when I'm 51 probably. No. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Are we uh, talking about the 2003 y- artist, Jewel? Yes. <laughs> John, do you mind if I... cancer from listening to the song Intuition John, too, too many times. God, I could never remember what her song was. Do you mind if I jump in real quick? Because I have a question for you, actually. Please. So um, my therapist, because I'm very new into it, right? yeah. like a month in, and she yeah. was like, you might be with me or other people the rest of your life. Is that something you're okay with? And I was like, honestly, yes, because it is nice to just talk and finally not feel like I have to be like having a conversation where I have to be like, so how are you today? It's nice just going into a room where it's me. And, like, I learned about how I seek validation through the internet. And that's a new thing that the internet's new. But where is that coming from? And, like, I feel just as crappy about not getting validation as I did when I started. But she kind of put it in because I'm a visual person. She said, Mm -hmm. um, if someone's shooting at you, like, it sucks to have them shooting at you. And it still sucks to know who's shooting at you, but at least now you know who is. Mm. So, wow. so I'm a sucker for analogies. Yeah. So me that too. so that realization really hit me hard because what you were saying, you were like, I'm just as sad as I was in high school, <laughs> but now I know more. And that literally made me think of that. It's like you're getting shot at and that sucks. You're still getting shot at, but now at least you know who's doing it. So you've learned something within yes. the process. Right. Knowing who Absolutely. your quote unquote enemy is, mm-hmm. is, is, you know, is huge. Mm-hmm. And when it's some invisible enemy that's hurting you um, yep. and you don't know what to do about it, it stinks. And then it hurts more to find out who that enemy is, mm-hmm. but it is a necessary step and it gets you in further. getting to that finish line. Yes. What, what, if that if finish line is the best way to say it, I don't know. If, I don't know if there ever is a finish line, but yeah. in order to continue so, running this marathon, yeah, yeah. Analogy, To be to more where you want shot. to be. Yeah, yeah. It, it keeps you running, keeps you running, because we just want to keep running. So, Jake. Oh, yeah. You said something that was pretty vulnerable uh, on the break. Yeah. That, that pertained to what I shared um, yes. before. So, you, you mentioned dads with... Uh, anger issues slightly, John. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you yeah. ever, if your dad had any anger issues. My dad was too chill about everything. Gotcha. Yeah. So in, in a bad way, right? Yeah. So not a go- okay. <laughs> my dad never took his anger out on me or my mom, 
But I do have memories of like him, especially when he was, because he had me when he was 19. My mom was 18. Okay. So he's in his 20s when I'm growing up. Sure. So he gets mad at something. Something doesn't isn't working out. He'd like, I remember him throwing a hairdryer at the wall and uh-huh. makes a hole in the wall that weekend. He's fixing it. He mm-hmm. punched a picture once uh-huh. and bled and he fixed it. So he would always be angry, right? But he, it, right. It, it, but it felt like if he was angry at me, he'd go take it out, which still made you feel so crappy. Mm. But again, that's because he was young. I can't imagine having a kid right now. Uh, right. No, I'm punching a wall. I can't. No, no, no. I'm not. Mentally. You had a whole YouTube series where you punched holes through walls. Exactly. Yeah. I remember. So I'm not. So yeah. Just so I'm understanding, like when I knew my dad, I would do something that would make my dad really mad, and he might not confront me about it or yell at me about it right away, but. He, you know, he would slam the front door, and then I'd hear the car drive off a little bit louder than normal, and like uh, things like that. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Kind of. Like where you was, know you were kind of the source of some of that anger. Th- that was the problem. Is I never knew what would set him off. My dad could oh, be the yeah. best dad ever one day, but then the next day, just because he's trying to figure out his life, he's in his twenties. He's trying to start a business. He's got other stress that I don't understand as a kid, and he's doing it awful job at explaining it to me sure because again he's young so he like mine's like one day oh dad i broke a glass and he's like oh let's clean it up bud next day oh dad um i spilt some water on myself i need a new shirt i'm overreacting because i'm a child and it's like jacob what the hell do you like overreact and you never knew and i remember so we had one tense that's that's a tense environment to live in uh, continually and he's gotten so much better because he was also smoking, trying to quit smoking in his 20s. So much going on, which is just not the best environment for a kid, but we're all learning people. Literally, mm-hmm. he had stuff he needs to work on. Everyone has that. We're all human. But I remember, Except um, me. what? Except, Except for, me. You're not a human? No. no you got nothing to learn. I got it all figured I'm out. Just, I'm just the therapy robot. <laughs> beep, 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 bop, beep, 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 boop. I am here. How does to that learn. make you feel? Sometimes I wish I had emotion to <laughs> talk to you about. <laughs> Did you guys have, like, family computers? Because that's what we had. We had one family laptop. We had a family computer. The dial-up. The computer. I I broke it. I didn't know that there was a search history. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm searching in naked girls. Right. Women's boobs. Right. You type in the very, very basic searches. First first time. And I remember my dad and my mom are sitting, because it's in their bedroom. Is where the computer was, and I got home from school before them. I was like, naked girls, blah, 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 a uh, full list. And my dad's like, Jacob, get in here. Oof. And he goes, and like the search is, he goes, you know what this is? I'm like, what it, what's that? And he goes, naked girls, naked girls kissing? Huh, Jacob, I'm not looking that up. I Angie, mean, are you looking that up? And I'm like, you can uh, tell just by uh, the, the words, right? Like, like the dad's looking up. Big juicy titties. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> whatever. And, Wait, are and, there naked but, girls kissing on the internet? Really? Yeah. Uh, some, oh, sweet. It's some up places. There. Yep. And, and anyways, I was so scared he was gonna go off, and my mom and dad just start. By the oh, way, I, oh sorry, I'm, I just feel like I have to fine. say that I've never searched big juicy titties. That's I've, fine. I've never typed you. that in. Likely story. I would, I would like to clarify. Big that. old juicy so, titties with that. an apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> Not old O L D. It was O L apostrophe or O L E. Kind of like old old Miss. And just like that, the explicit gets put on the episode. Anyways, my parents, my parents call me in, and they both look at each other a little bit, and then they just start laughing. 
They're like, Jacob, dude, look, when oh. you're older and you got your own stuff, search what you want. This is a family computer that's gross, that's weird, that it's like a family use thing. I don't want to think about what my son is looking up. But I was like, but I don't have my own thing. They're like, when you're older, you're going to get your own phone. You search your own stuff that's legal. You figure your life out, but just don't do it on the computer. And I was like, but and my dad's like, Jake, you're going to have an argument with me about this? And I was like, no. Damn, and he's wow. like, so he's like, all right. Stop looking up naked girls. I was like, okay, sounds good. And they both laughed it off, and then we moved What on. about naked girls kissing? Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was that was just the- Loophole. Yeah, the, oh, naked girls kissing. You didn't say that. So he called. they called me out, and then I just didn't search on that computer anymore. I, I then switched over to Omegle. I started using Omegle on that computer. Omegle. What is that? That was like was you, that could chat, you could chat with people on Omegle, oh, yeah, yeah, and you could yeah. do the screen. So I, the, the laptop didn't have a computer uh, camera on it, so I would just message people on it and hope that there was like a female my age. So that's what I did. Oh. So then they wouldn't be showing up as the blah, blah. So I still broke the rules, oh. but they were really cool about it. And yeah. That was all yeah. That. That's a really good way to handle it. Mm-hmm. And you then know? you'll learn about search history in that moment anyway. Oh, yeah. I know about search history now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Incognito does not actually work, everybody. Yep. They're yep. watching you, which is <laughs> Brought why to you this... by NordVPN. <laughs> yeah, I no. knew you were going to do that. I wasn't going to say Nord. I didn't want to shout out any of the VPNs who are not sponsoring us. I was going to say generic VPN. Oh, Generic VPN. Giving the one that's not giving us any money a sponsorship there, Jacothy. My bad. Hashtag uh, not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> There's the voice of of the plants. That's that's Logan, our producer. What? That's what I don't know, man. It's like the uh, voice of the plants? I've never heard that before. Um I guess I guess it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> the voice of the help me, what is he then? The voice of God. Sure. The voice of God. All right. Glad I derailed the episode. Hashtag not a sponsor. Um, I think that covers it. Shut it down, guys. I'm, I'm, I've covered as much as I want to cover on this topic, at least for today. Yeah, this is all my copay will allow me for. So, <laughs> let's, uh, John. I can't thank you enough. Thank for, you, John. For just <laughs> wait. This is not the outro song. But this it is, is intuition by Jewel. This oh, is Jewel. Wow, this is this is a. Uh, it's uh, giving me Jewel cancer. <laughs> oh my! What what is this song called? Intuition. Yeah. This is when they like sexed her uh, up. Dude, I hated this song with a gosh darn passion. Me too. In seventh grade or whatever it was. When when, when she came out in like '97 or whatever, she was like, "I'm a po- coffee house poet." Blah blah blah. I don't remember. And then that. 2000, yeah, 2003, it was like, "Sexy Jewel." Yeah. What? Right, right. It, it, Jewel walked so Kesha could run. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, no truer words in entertainment commentary. All right, uh, John Weeble. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Hey, do you want to tell everybody where they can find Pop Gold? Pop Gold, yeah. Uh, type in Live Three Six Five Pop Gold on your favorite search engine because <laughs> the actual website is—I don't even know what it is. <laughs> good, good. Uh, it's awesome, though. It's good music. It's great radio station. Don't know why people aren't finding it. Check it out. <laughs> Dude, I love you so much. <laughs> you Jake, too. I love you so much. I ah, love you too. Logan, love you out there. Love you guys. Um, thanks so much for talking therapy with me, my friends. It was good therapy. This was a difficult episode, but it was so beautiful. I think so. I'm happy with it. I'm happy you had me. Thanks for uh, allowing me to join. We're definitely going to have to have you back again. Well, please do. If you will. Does tomorrow work? Uh, see, sure. <laughs> see you tomorrow. All right. We'll I'll be see. here. <laughs> <laughs>
You can support our, our podcast network on patreon.com slash LAS Podcast Network. You can also find us on LASPodcastNetwork.com. But this has been One Word Stories, the show where we take one word and let it be the theme and inspire the stories we tell. We'll be back uh, every Wednesday, every one Wednesday, because we share that with our other podcast from one dad to another. Shout out to them. But yeah, talk to you next week. I'm Alex Schulte. I'm Jake Trumper. Guest John Weeble rotating. <laughs> and now we spin John. <laughs> Goodbye. <Whee! laughs> yeah, keep spinning. Our rotating guest. <laughs> You can support the LAS Podcast Network at patreon.com slash LAS Podcast Network. New episodes every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. LAS. Mango Mustache Media.